The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode 64, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing today? It's Kenneth Brewfest Day. It's Kenneth Brewfest Day. We are out here live, surrounded by all these wonderful people. It is a beautiful day to be in Kenneth Square. Um, It's been a lot of fun already. We got to spend a lot of time walking around a little bit early. Um, you know, because of the, the ride that we hitched, you know, shout out Sean and Sarah. Thanks, but, Plogs. Yeah, thanks, Plogs. But uh, yeah, we, we got to talk to some people and get some beers in us already and, and try some stuff out. So uh, what do you think about what's going on here so far? I, I just love the setup of this thing. You know, you come around the back of the building, they have their connoisseur hour and a half all set up kind of separate. Yep. Just so many different types of beers and types of breweries and you got blenderies you got cideries you obviously got a lot of breweries but you got roush beers you got stouts you got ipas you got lagers you got everything under the sun that you could ask for yeah and it's uh it's kind of crazy to think about because like you know come Winterfest, you're definitely probably looking for those heavier beers and on a day like today you know early enough you know um you know the stouts and stuff it's still a little chilly and windy a stout goes real good, and it's it's starting to warm up now. And I feel like it's it's kind of backwards, right? You know, yeah. starting with some some heavier stuff and and moving backwards maybe to some sours and some lagers and pilsners. But um, you know, let's talk about what we've seen so far. You know, just during the connoisseur hour, what have you seen, and and what do you think about um, you know who's popular and any of the stuff that you've liked? I think the longest line we've seen is uh, probably for Brew Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, they're out of Braddock, uh, PA, which is up in the Pittsburgh area. And I'll be completely honest. You could tell me Braddock is four hours from Pittsburgh, and I would not know the difference. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Just say, it's you know, yeah. the western side of the state. Once you get past Harrisburg, it's like all the same location to me. Exactly. Um, but they uh, they were pouring a stout barley wine combination on bourbon barrels with some vanilla and whatnot. And it's it, it, it was pretty tasty here uh, in the early going. Yeah, that was really, really good. That one stood out to me a lot. Um, we had a Roush beer from uh, Dan down there at uh, Wrong Crowd. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think we might talk to Dan a little bit we later. We might talk to Dan about that later on. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm trying to think what else actually really stood out to me on this little section. Um, I about- know for me, the, uh, the human robot, yes. the uh, young pills definitely stuck out to me. Young pills. It's kind of interesting. Two weeks old, and that was a firkin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got. I think. I think mine was actually the first pour off of it. It was mostly. Uh, it looked like a milk pour. You uh, you get the milk pour. I got the milk pour, but it was very good. It was very good. You know, you know I kind of noticed that on that brew gentleman as I got like a little sip of the head there, and I was like, man, this is so chocolatey, um, very smooth. That was fantastic. So uh, we saw our buddy Jim over at Levante. We chatted with him a little bit um, early on. They've got a bunch of offerings. They've got a couple stouts. Um, you know, a bunch of their IPAs and stuff that they do great. So yeah, I think they got a new hop cartel coming out this week. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, we we saw Locust Lane. We chatted with them a little bit. Um, they've got Dan over there with the uh, the foodery. Is that what they call it? The blendery. The blendery. The I don't blendery. know if the, does he actually have a name for the blendery. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, we got to get him over here and yeah, have a chat. We got to talk with him and get some more information on that. But that's really cool. Um, very good stuff over there. Um. Like I see Trogues over there, Rebel Hill. It's so crazy. New Trail, you know, New Trail's um, obviously one of the real popular ones. They've got, what was that, a pumpkin spice? They had a pumpkin spice latte. IPA? IPA. I didn't get a chance to try it. No, I haven't tried it yet either. Uh, we've got, of course, our friends, Brothers Kirshner over there. Um, Buddies from Animated. Stuff. Animated, of course. So everybody's out here. It's, it's just, it's so wild to try to do one of these things and drink everything that you want to drink. Um, you know what I mean? I just, there's so many options. If you make it through the entire list today, you're going to be in some trouble. For sure, for sure. So um, we definitely got to walk around and, and try to find some more, uh, see who else is out here. We saw East Branch out there. 
Um, we were chatting with uh, one of the reps that reps uh, founders. He was really cool. Uh, I love that underground mountain. I definitely want to make sure I get a pour of that later on. We've got Evil Genius next door pouring hashtag adulting and Stacy's mom. Um, we've got uh, one of my favorites in the Delaware area, Big Oyster down there. They've got their uh, flagship Hammerhead uh, as well as uh, I think they had like six total beers down there. So there's a lot, lot to choose from. We got a free will. We talked to uh, Seth yep. from Iron Hill a little bit. Iron Hill's out front. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. What is there, 80 breweries? Somewhere around 80, yeah. So, so much to do, so much to try and drink. And I think what's really cool is, you know, you obviously want to stop by and say hi to your buddies and, and things like that. But there's so many breweries out there. It's really cool to go try their stuff and learn a little bit more about them, maybe. You know what I mean? Where they're at. Um, we always forget Brew Gentleman Ships. You know, there are people that can do in-state in shipping, things like that. So, so much stuff um, that you can learn from talking to these people and try a ton, a ton of great beers. Lots of food options out there. Yeah. A little oyster shack up there if you want to throw down a couple oysters. Yeah, shucking some oysters. A little bacon on a stick. I got to get that. You always do get the bacon on a stick. That's my thing. That's my thing. Well, what do you say? Let's uh, let's round up some brewers and uh, try to do a couple minutes with each people, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're here with Dan from Wrong Crowd Brewing, friend of the show, uh, been on the show before. But Dan, how you doing today? Very good. Good, Very good, man. It's a beautiful day to be out here at Kennett Brewfest. It's a little hot. It's a little hot. A little hot. I'm glad I went shorts. It was a game time oh, yeah. decision. Yeah. But shorts was definitely the right move. So, Dan, um, you know, tell us what's going on at Wrong Crowd. What's new and exciting? Well, we've, uh, we're pumping out beers faster than ever. We're, uh, we're you know... Mostly sticking to our can releases to IPAs. We got some pills, uh, check pills coming out soon. Nice. Um, we we launched the whole Westchester beer line of more of our standard lager, light lager, and our seltzers. But uh, nice. But the IPAs were real happy with party flavor, and then the re-release of Happy uh, Boomalati went really well last week. Quarterback factories selling great for us. We're real excited about everything we're we're doing this weekend. We tapped a elderflower lager. Nice. So. Tell us, cool. tell us about what you poured here. So for the people that don't know about the Kennet, you have the Connoisseur Hour. Mm-hmm. Pouring a little bit different kind of stuff. What did you guys pour for the Connoisseur people? Yeah. So the folks at Bullet were kind enough to send us some bourbon barrels, and uh, we put a uh, Rauschbach in that. So we kind of got a candied, uh, bourbon candied uh, bacon kind of thing going on in that. And uh, we're about to start doing a whole bunch of events. Uh, with that beer, but we premiered it here today. Uh, it's called Whiskey Business, and uh, now that the Connoisseur session's ending, we're we're pouring the regular version of the Rauschbach. We're pouring uh, uh, beaten black pepper kettle sour, uh, New England pale ale, uh, new a new IPA party flavor for the experimental hops, and then um, English dark mild, and uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm sipping on the party flavor right now. Um, this is really nice. Tell us about that one. Well, we brewed that. You guys had that uh, Dan Good beer we had just released when we when yep. we recorded before, and we love that hop. It was with Citra in that double IPA. Mm-hmm. So it's experimental one three four five nine, and we loved what it did with Citra so much. We wanted to do a single hop with it. And again, you know, it seems like no one's brewing with it yet. It doesn't have a name. I don't know. Hopefully, they're planting more of it. But we get a lot of tangerine. Uh, peach, but but a lot of strawberry notes, which I don't really get from hops usually. So I don't know of another beer we get strawberry notes out of. Yeah, hop. no, I definitely get that. That's amazing. It's so interesting how that works. That there's something out there that's going to be a, a hop that's not even named yet. It's just mm-hmm. got to yeah. get popularity before they call it something cool like uh, Stratosphere or something. Well, they already have Strata. Yeah, but you I, know, I think I could be a hop namer. You think so? Yeah, I think I could do that. What yeah. would you? What would you? Give me a name. Well, I didn't, name drink, the, I didn't drink the beer, so I don't well, know. But just, just name a hop. Uh, Jurassic. Okay. There we go. That works. It's a good hop name, right? Yeah, I, would, I, like I would it. buy that. I would yeah. use it. <laughs> what do you have there, Steve? I went with the, uh, with the pale ale. I'm trying to pretend that I haven't been drinking for an hour and a half, and I'm trying to reset with the pails and the lagers and try and work my way back up again. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like a baby New England to me, kind of. It's got those kind of flavors to it, but it's not. It's lower ABV, so it's, uh, it's a good starter. Yeah. That one's uh, Simcoe and Amarillo hops. Nice. So. The Roush beer, I thought, was really good. And, and what was interesting, it's um, maybe because of the barrel, like you were saying, it wasn't just a smoky beer that I almost did think to myself, like, 
this just reminds me of bacon right off the bat. Yeah. So that's really interesting that um, that it does that. But then it had a great finish also. Yeah. So I, I, I actually did really enjoy that. No, I'm just real happy with how it turned out. I mean, that, that uh, Beechwood smoked malt, it's, it's amazing that that can give such a great bacon character when generally bacon's smoked more over, you know, like a fruit wood. Yeah, right, an apple wood or a, a cherry or something like that. So that's, that's wild. It was really good. Lots of the fans will be able to tell you I am not a Roush beer fan. It's just I, I'm very sensitive yeah, to it. But time. you have it as, a, as an ingredient. It's, it's a part of it, but it's not all it is. So doing a beer fest like this, um, how important is it to a brewery like yourself? You know, what do you guys try to get out of it? And um, why is it important for you guys to come out and do events like this? Well, I mean, it's it's great to get direct feedback, you know, especially for some of your uh, uh, team members that don't get to interact every day with, uh, you know, the consumer uh, in the tap room. But, uh, you know, every, every beer fest we do, you know, the whole time people are like, where exactly are you guys? I want to come out and, and see you, and I, and I haven't tried stuff. What stores locally can I do it? And being able to do it in, in Kenneth Square, you know, in our own county, Chester County, uh, is invaluable to, to just getting our name out there, especially as a fairly you know, new brewery. Sure, yeah. So that's really exciting to hear. You've got, uh, you know, doing more beer than ever. Um, things are just kind of climbing upward, you know, in the right direction, which is huge. So, uh, you know, keep up the good work, man. Absolutely. Thank what, you. What, Absolutely. What do you guys have coming up at the brewery here in the next uh, week or two here that people can uh, come and check out? Well, we, we're re-releasing a Cosmic Decree that was with Zappa Hops. Uh, we have a, uh, a new Czech Pilsner coming out in a few weeks. And then uh, we're having our one-year anniversary on November 13th. And we've got some really special stuff uh, uh, that we're excited to release for that as well. Some double dry hop stuff for the first time and, and some milkshake stuff. What did you say, November? November 13th, 13th? Is, the, awesome. is the anniversary. So Very cool. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, man, keep up the good work, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll get, definitely get together again soon. Absolutely. Thank right, you, guys. Thanks. thanks. All right, guys, we are here with Matt from Brew Gentleman, who has been named the connoisseur winner for the 2021 Kenneth Brewfest with their beer, Seven. Matt, congratulations. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about Seven, the uh, beer you were pouring for the Connoisseur Hour. Yeah, so every year for our anniversary, we do a barrel-aged anniversary blend. Uh, This year it was uh, 75% stout, 25% barley wine. Or sorry, other way around. 75% barley wine, 25% stout. Okay. uh, Bourbon barrel-aged, and then we added a heap full of fresh vanilla and bottled that and filled a few kegs our tap room has still been closed so we weren't able to do our traditional like anniversary release oh yeah so we figured we got some cool festivals out east we might as well share the love and bring it out this way and that's what we poured today how lucky are we that we were able to get a hold of that something that probably wouldn't have made it out our way but that's exciting Mm -hmm. we were just talking about it that that one kind of stood out to us um out of our, our first session being out there but also um the line seems to be, you know, the, the biggest for you guys. You guys have kind of like, it looks like the line compared to the, uh, the other stands, at least so far in the connoisseur hour. You know, I, it's cool. Yeah, like, right? It's, it's great. I personally, as a customer, I, would, I don't like to wait in line. <laughs> sure, yeah, right? It's not a crazy line. It's yeah. an acceptable yeah, line. Yeah, you guys are moving it along. You got, you got a nice handful of people yeah. there. Everybody's pitching in, so... That's good. I, I wonder if part of it is you guys not being in this area, you know, people wanting to try the guys that they haven't gotten a chance yeah. to try yet. I, I, you know, I think part of it, too, is this is one of the few festivals we've done out east uh, multiple years now. I think yep. this is the third or fourth time we're out here. Nice. So I think that consistency, too, of just continuing to show up, continuing to... You know, bring our favorite beers. We always bring General Braddock's with us, even though Jeff tells us not to. We still bring it uh, because people show up and they yeah, that's what they, they want. want. They're like, hey, we heard, you know, you guys got this flagship beer. Like, that's that's the one we want to try. We'll come back for the other one. So, you know, we make sure to always uh, always show up with it. Sure. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of the people here that are, 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 there's a bunch of breweries that are very local to here. Mm-hmm. You know, Chester County Staples that, you know, everybody's had their flagship. So, it's nice for them to kind of show something else maybe. But at the same time, this could be a first impression for somebody. So giving exactly. them a flagship, 
is uh, is probably a good move. Why would we not want to give them the beer that we're most proud of? Exactly. So I, I'm reminiscing back. What was it? Uh, was it a winter fest or a brew fest? It was a brew fest. Brew fest a um, couple years back. And you guys brought table beer, uh-huh. and it just completely blew my socks off. And I think I thought about it every day for like a year. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, table beer is kind of the flagship, if you will, of our Mies and Rose collection, which is our wild, spontaneous, you know, fooder age beers. Yep. Uh, it's funny, the, with everything that happened over the last, you know, year or so, we went through an expansion right before the lockdowns. Yep. Uh, we Ugh. had an entirely, you know, crazy building, you know, building and then uh, bringing on a new brew house. Um, a lot of the stuff from the Meese and Rose collection has kind of sat in the back burner. Um, but the thing with that, though, is those beers also take a lot of time. So even if we, you know, when we start to pick it up again, it's going to be another six to 12 months before the next round of table beer even comes out. Yeah, before so, it actually hits shelves. Yeah, so uh, it's something we've talked a lot about internally because we also, it's, they're beautiful beers. I mean, it's oh. the way that we, we kind of, you know, our entire portfolio, we try to have them be soft, balanced beers and applying that even to the sour program as well. Like, you can still find balance and not have things that, like, hurt your teeth to drink right. or so <laughs> sour your jaw yeah. clenches up. I mean, right. we, we really strive for that same, you know, soft and balanced principle with those with those beers and table beers. Right. Probably the best example of it. Yeah. It's it's a great, I don't want to say intro to sour because it's more than that, but it's uh, for the person, like you say, you don't want your teeth melted off. You don't want your jaw to be clenched up for an hour because you drank six ounces of the sour beer. You can drink a little bit more of it and not be hurt by it, which is always helpful. It's a future classic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of all these beers that we're talking about, how can people in our area, Chester County, eastern end of the state, get get their hands on some of you guys? Yeah, so we are now Brew Gentleman's shipping statewide. So you can come to our store, order online, and we'll ship it directly to your door. Uh, we've also, with these festivals, uh, have started to bring out, you know, Load the truck up. Make sure that we're coming out with a full load. So, nice. um, you know, we did the Lidditz Craft Beer Festival last week, and we brought out a uh, uh, a truckload of beer and dropped those off. And then, you know, I think you'll slowly start to see us move out east. As uh, we're going to take our time, and yep. we're you know we want to make sure that we're we're meeting people and you know learning who's out here and and making sure that we're participating you know healthily yeah. in the market, but. Slowly but surely, you'll see more brew gentlemen outies. Nice. Hey, so uh, real quick, tell us about the um, the flagship beer here. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about it as we're sipping it? Yeah, General Braddock's. It is a six point eight percent American IPA. Uh, nice. We like to say it's soft, balanced, uh, like the rest of our portfolio. But it's a it's a beer you can always come back to. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got tons of hop flavor going on, but it's also got that juiciness. Like you said, it's soft, it's easy to drink, so mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But uh, that's awesome. Dude, uh, Matt, I really appreciate you. Uh, it was really nice meeting you, and thanks for spending a few times with us. Congratulations on the Connoisseur Hour Congrats. trophy. Yeah, thank Congrats. you very much. We'll talk again soon, all right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. thanks. Yep, Cheers. All right, we are here with very good friend John from Stolen Son, and finally I get to talk to his son. Uh, I feel like I'm sitting next to a rock star here. We've got Dylan Zangwill as well, but how you guys doing? Doing all right. I thought I was a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, until he's here. Yeah. Then you have to take the back seat to Dylan. But um, how, how's the day been for you so far? It was awesome hearing your set earlier, Dylan. Yeah, everything's been going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. If you can, get a little closer to the mic when you're going. John, how about you? How's the setup going over there? It's going great. Tons yeah. of people. It's crazy, people. right? Oh, it's great. It's so nice to see. I mean, obviously, it's great that it's outdoors, but seeing so many people out having a good time, nice weather. Just One of the first like, big beer fests in a while, so yeah. it's awesome. That's great. What did you bring? What do you have uh, over there? We got uh, Ghost of Uncle John's, our yep. Harvest Edition uh, Uncle John's beer, and uh, Jay-Z's Hazy. The best. The best. Yeah, two of Hazy the best. as can be. Yeah. Awesome. So if, if people don't know, Dylan was recently on America's Got Talent. Uh, tell robbed. Us, yeah, robbed. Robbed, for sure. <laughs> robbed. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what that experience was like, you know, because, like, somebody like my family and I love watching that show, and we were so excited to hear that you were coming on, and, um, you know, it was cool. Like, just all of us were there, uh, ready to watch it, and the show just kept going on and on, and I'm like, are they going to give him any time? Because, like... 
It just kept going and going. And I thought it was so neat that they gave you so much time and you were kind of like the closer of the show almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that was really neat. It was, like, really uh, really heavy on your performance, which was cool. But tell us a little bit about that experience and what that was like. Yeah, I mean, it was by far one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I got to meet so many incredible people. I worked with an awesome team. And, I mean, it was it was just a crazy couple of months with, like, back and forth communication with their producers. So. Sure. And then the actual traveling back and forth a few times out to L.A., right? Yeah, we traveled three times, which is yeah. crazy. So what's, what's the, give us a little bit of the idea uh, of what goes on behind the scenes. So, like, you know, um, there's a ton of, of other musicians there or other talents doing different things. You know, how much time do you spend preparing for it? And then what's it like when you hit that stage? Because we know that you perform a lot. But, you know, have you ever performed on a scale that big, not, not, not only being on TV, but that room itself? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as far as the size of, you know, the places that I was playing in, for whatever reason, I wasn't all that nervous. I think my dad was a lot more nervous than <laughs> I, I was. I was insanely um, nervous. Right? Yeah, but it was, I just love, you know, playing music. That's like what I do. So sure. It was so like natural for me just to go on and yeah. you know, do my thing. So. Did, did you, was there any intimidation when you're seeing people like you know superstars like Simon and who else is up there? Um, Heidi, Heidi, Sophia, and Howie. Sophia. Yeah, Terry Howie, Cruz. Terry Crews up there yeah. on stage with Dad. I no. mean, that's. Uh, I mean, does, does that get I to you nervous. at all? Yeah. No. no. Yeah, not at you're all. You're just doing your thing, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I was I was saying it earlier that uh, when you set up here to do the connoisseur hour and like the first few notes that came out of your mouth, I mean, it just makes you stop in your tracks. Uh, the way your voice comes out, dude, it's, it's just amazing to watch. But I, I just for sure just keep doing what you're doing, man. That's just amazing. It's, it's so cool. I like Thank that he you. just comes in and just starts wailing. Like he didn't go like behind a porta potty and do his like ah like warm ups or anything. He just gets up there and just goes, hits it right off the bat. Going for it. Y you missed the porta potty moments right before. It. <laughs> oh, I did. did I miss that? <laughs> so what's it like being the dad of of, uh, of a rock star on TV? It's awesome. Yeah, he's a good kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's a great kid. So, Did you and Terry go hang out after the show, grab some beers? No, no, no I was, he's a big guy. He's a very big he's guy. He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was so funny. I think um, when I was going through all the comments on online, just seeing people like posting about how amazing the performance was. But I also noticed there was like a hundred posts of like, that family has great hair. <laughs> like I just saw that everywhere that I looked. It was hilarious. I thought that was really funny. But um, so what's it been like since being on? Um, you know, do you getting like more attention when you go out to play and yeah, things I mean, like that? Yeah, I mean, the reaction has been incredible. I mean, I get recognized in public. Yeah, yeah, countless times. So that's so cool. Yeah. What about school? What's school like now? School's good. Yeah, yeah. is it any different? Is any you know? Are you like the uh, the celebrity in the school? Do you feel like or pretty much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't let it get to you, right? No. That's awesome. That's well, very it's cool. It's what everyone's ninth grade was like. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Just yeah. Everybody, you know, was on national television, yeah. um, you know, with their talent in your, ninth grade. Your dad was telling us you got a couple of nice gigs coming up. What, uh, what, what do you got coming up on the uh, schedule? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm playing tons of festivals and be at Sly Fox next week and. Jeez, I don't even Kirshner remember. Brothers, Kirshner. Yeah. yeah. So, the Brandywine. I'm absolutely. sure there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Have you that, been down by the Brandywine yet? We haven't uh, been out there. It's yeah. a great little spot. Great okay. little spot. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. That, that's, that's definitely a good spot to play. And it's just, it's cool, like, being outside next to the creek, trees everywhere. You know what I mean? You feel like you're just kind of out in the woods having a good time. You know what I mean? Well, I think yeah. they're doing, like, a haunted trail this year. And mm -hmm. that's, oh, uh, Dylan's playing on the 30th of October. Okay. Yeah. At the Brandywine? Yep. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Well, that's great, man. Anything else new and exciting going on at the brewery that you want to talk about now? We, we're going to get together and do a show absolutely soon. Absolutely, soon. I mean, you know, just kind of getting through the expansion, trying to get staffing back up. I mean, we're putting out some kick-ass beers. Chris is really killing it in the brewery. And we brought on a, a full-time assistant. We've just been bringing on a lot of staff and trying to get back up to speed yep. to, to where we were. And, you know, that's been the most difficult part. Sure. But, I mean, the beers right now, the Jay-Z Hazy that just came out is insanely delicious. Yeah. All, the, all the Uncle Johns are delicious. I mean, we're just putting out some great beers. So yeah, I love the beers. Oh, Jay-Z Hazy's for sure my favorite. And we're doing a Quack of Dawn next week. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so we'll be putting that in the tank next federal, week. Uh, federal Duck Donuts? What is that? Uh, duck, duck Donuts. Duck yeah. Donuts. What is federal? Is federal donuts a thing? That's yeah. a thing yeah, in Philly with thing. the fried okay. chicken. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, F those guys. Duck Donuts is where it's at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, keep up the good work, man. I'm excited to come over and watch you a little bit more. You're going to do another set over here, right? Yep. Awesome. Very cool. Well, it's so nice to actually get to talk to you uh, in person, um, hang out a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Cool. cool. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank you. All right. So we are here with Hannah from Naked Brewing. Hannah, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Um, I got super uh, envious watching you have such a great time on another beer podcast. <laughs> and I was like, she's great. I got to have her on the show. <laughs> so I'm glad I got to see you and talk to you. Oh, yeah. Rad. Where is Naked Brewing? Uh, so we have two locations. Our main production facility is in Huntington Valley in Bucks County. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then we have a second tap room in Bristol Borough. Uh, we're only about nice. a block from the marina. So super convenient, cool location. And we are about to open an expanded portion of that tap room as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so a lot exciting. of good stuff going on. Yeah. So how long has Naked Brewing been around? Believe it or not, uh, 11 and a half years. Wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, I came on board July 1st of 2020, so middle of the pandemic. Um, wow. What was that like? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was interesting because um, I they had not been brewing for uh, several months prior to me starting, um, just because the pandemic wow. kind of had everything shut down, right? Yeah. So um, they had really taken a step back from everything and... Um, the brewer that was there previously uh, expanded his family and decided that it was best for them to uh, have him stay at home with yeah. the, the kids. Sure. And so they were looking for a head brewer. And uh, so we are 50% female owned. And the um, so it's Jim and Sean. Sean mm-hmm. is a woman. Uh, and I've known Sean for, I don't know, probably three or four years just through Pink Boots Society and stuff like that. Yeah, so nice. she and I have been good friends. And um, yeah, one thing led to another. And then I started. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so, been super cool. That, it's got to be kind of interesting that like maybe the brand exists already, but you're starting on like empty equipment, just doing your own thing. Yeah. So I feel really lucky um, when when I started. They basically just handed me the keys of the castle and said, "Here you go. Uh, we trust you. We hired you for a reason. Do your thing, girl. Like we we know that you can do this." So yeah, that's um, it was terrifying and empowering <laughs> at the same time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a unique story. I can't imagine many brewers get put into a situation like that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, the only beer that they told me that I had to keep in production. So actually, let me let me backtrack. They told me that I could 86 any recipe. I could okay. change any recipe, or I could keep any recipe. Um, I took a look at most of the recipes and said, mm, I'm going to either tweak these or I think I think it's time to like move on to something else. Um, sure. So most of the recipes I, I, I asked. Uh, but the one beer that they said we had to keep in production was cream ale. So okay. fun fact, cream ale is my tippity-top favorite style of beer. Uh, Jenny Cream is my favorite beer of all time. Uh, anybody that wants to talk shit on it is not my friend. Um, <laughs> They're not our friend so, either. <laughs> yeah, so cream ale is my favorite style. So they that's the number one selling beer. Um, I did tweak the recipe a little bit, but, you know, I was kind of like, whoa, did I just die and go to cream ale heaven? Like, right? seriously, like you're telling me literally the only beer that I have to make sure is on tap is a cream ale. That's okay, I'm sold. No. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. Um, I've I have 100% creative control. Uh, of course, you know, I do talk things over with ownership. And, you know, sometimes one idea starts as something and we just kind of go back and forth and it snowballs into something else. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. What a unique yeah. situation. I, I, I'm it really is. excited. We're going to have to eventually do a full show together. Yeah. I'd love to do like an I'm hour in. or so. Yeah, we can. Uh, I, I like know, to talk. Either come out to Bucks County or just do it online like, uh, like we've done before. Yeah, either or. So let's talk about the beer that we have here. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, are we, what are we drinking? We got so the grisette. So right now you're drinking Everything the Light Touches, which is a grisette ale. It was brewed in collabor- collaboration. Blah, can't talk today. Collaboration with The Seed, a living beer project. Um, so they're based out of Atlantic City. It's uh, Amanda and Sean. And uh, Amanda is their head brewer, and Sean also brews and does some stuff. Um, I was lucky enough to meet them hmm, maybe three or four years ago. Uh, and Amanda and I just 
fell in love at first sight. <laughs> she's, a, she's amazing. Uh, they do such amazing beer. Their whole ethos is cultivate passion, right? So they're a very Cezanne-focused brewery, but they also do a lot of vloggers. Um, yeah, they're just and they're amazing people. I love them so 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 much. So, of course, when the opportunity came about, um, and it was you know we both had some time in our schedule, we were like, we need to brew together. So, the the natural progression was to, to brew a grisette. Uh, so it's all local malt from Deer Creek. Uh, the predominant malt profile that I get in that is from the buckwheat, which is um, pretty. It's a it's a pretty powerful flavor profile uh, but I really enjoy it because it's kind of earthy uh, and then we use uh, local fresh calendula flowers which calendula is in the marigold family uh, and then dried goldenrod uh, from a local farm and then fermented with their clean house saison strain I was uh, at the seed a month ago? Yeah, I was oh, say, yeah. wow, somebody was just talking oh, about yeah. that excellent Excellent. I really enjoyed my uh, my time down there. Yeah, me the too. The strawberry season was yes. a delight. Yes. Yes, that, that awesome. one was really good. A I was delight. lucky enough to get some the last time I was there. Yeah, yeah. this is really good. The uh, It's it's a style that like I don't really see that often. No, you don't really. Um, I wish that we saw more saisons and uh, grisettes and sort of that, that farmhouse rustic profile. Um, I wish that they were more readily available, but unfortunately, the beer market doesn't really know what to do with them. Uh, yeah. So they're not super popular, but this beer has been really well received. Um, I think one of the the nicest things that somebody said was a, a comment earlier. Somebody said, oh, I can really taste the honeybees in this. It just tastes like honeybees <laughs> are all over. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> That's that what I awesome. want. <laughs> what a great yeah. beer description. Yeah. It tastes like honeybees. It tastes like honeybees. I know. Like, how can you hate that? No, they just sounded yeah. so happy. And, you know, it's um, this beer was super, is super special beer to, to brew, not only because of, you know, them being my friends, but also the, the farms that we got all of the ingredients from. Everything was local. We have really great relationships, really amazing uh, personal experiences with some of those people as well. So it was, it was really cool to, to see all these different um, entities come together to, to, you know, create this one, this one final product. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. What so, a, what a great like collaboration in so many ways, not just between yeah. two breweries, but yeah. all these local farms and I always things. say that I'm a storyteller with beer. Every beer that I do, uh, has a story behind it. Um, everything awesome. has a story behind it. So, um, and I just, for, for me, the, one of the biggest parts of, of Bahrain is the connections, and it's you know connections to people, places, times, memories, whatever it is, uh, and so being able to create and share those connections with people, I think also then helps people to appreciate what you've done. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot more yeah. of a of a story and a, and a lot more of an experience than yeah. just drinking a liquid. Yeah, and if sure. and if people want to just you know down the liquid and not pay attention, I'm cool with that too. Like drinking is such a personal experience. Get out of it whatever you want. It's cool. Well See said. Each their own. Do it. Yeah. What, what else did you bring down? What else are you guys pouring over there? Uh, puffed and toasted, which is a very lightly smoked s'mores inspired porter. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now, actually. Lightly smoked. Um, yeah, so like just a whisper of smoke. So okay. the the thought behind that was, you know, there's there's two camps of, of marshmallow toasters. There's those that are really impatient and shove your marshmallow in the fire and it catches on yep. fire. I belong to that camp. <laughs> and then there's the people that have an ungodly amount of patience and can get like that perfectly toasted, perfectly browned, and like soft and gooey on the inside. I'm not that person. Um, I applaud those people, but I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> right. So, uh, but the puffed and toasted was sort of supposed to be somewhere in the middle of that. So it has a little bit whisper, a little whisper of smoke. Yep. Um, that nice. you know sort of emulates if it were toasted over a campfire. I gotta try that. That sounds awesome. I'm usually not big on smoked beers, but I think it's with that so profile light. setup, it's yeah. so light. It's so light. And honestly, if I didn't even tell you that there was smoke in it, you would probably not even okay. know. It's just, it's just very, very, very faintly there in the background. I'm intrigued. Um, and then the other one that we brought was Escape the Ordinary, which is a painkiller cocktail inspired sour ale. So painkiller cocktails are one of my favorites. They originated in the uh, British Virgin Islands on U.S. Van Dyke. Um, but anywhere in the, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, you'll find them all over. And uh, we vacation in St. John every year. Okay. And I fell in love with the painkiller cocktail. And so what's so in that? It's uh, cream of coconut. So it's rum. Okay. Dark rum. Yep. Uh, cream of coconut, pineapple, splash of orange juice, and then fresh grated nutmeg on top. Wow. It is delicious. 
Uh, so for years, I've wanted to create a beer that sort of could emulate that, um, but in beer format. And I, I had the opportunity to, and it did really well. So and what kind so of we brought it back. Beer? So it's a sour. Okay. It's a new yep. age sour. So not a not a barrel aged sour. Yep. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could talk for hours. I mean, I, like there's I just could so much stuff hours. that we could do. I'm really interested to know more about <laughs> naked brewing. I want to know more about the history and uh, what you know, just yeah. everything that's gone into uh, to where you guys are now. But um, anything new and exciting coming up that you want to plug? Yeah, so I feel like we're always doing new beers. Um, I'm going to be brewing a a graph this coming week. So a graph is like a beer cider hybrid. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be a, a blonde stout, which I've sort of carved a niche in our market for blonde styles. It's not even a real style. Like, I just made it up. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't actually make it up, but yeah. I'm making it a thing. Uh, so it's, I'm going to do the the graph as a, a blonde stout, so it'll sort of be like apple pie a la mode. Nice. the end result. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, brewing a collab with Hitchhiker okay. and Brew Daddies in a couple weeks. Uh, gonna have, it's going to be a hemp hazy triple IPA. Oh, cool. Fuck you. Yeah. That sounds Sorry, awesome. Am I allowed to say that word? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Absolutely. We, we encourage it. We encourage okay, it good. for sure. Uh, it's part of my routine vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Hitchhiker Dudes are, are some of my homies, and um, their head brewer, Derek, is like my best friend in the world. So. Nice. That sounds <laughs> they're awesome. Pouring, they're pouring across from me down there. Yep. Down yeah. We haven't talked to them yet, but we're going to try to get them Yeah. Too. Well, yeah. Hannah, it was awesome meeting you. Yeah, it was Thank great you so much you for spending well. a couple minutes. Let's stay in touch. Sure. And we'll, uh, we'll do something soon. Yeah, rock right. on. Thanks. Thanks so much. Groovy. All right, so we're here with Brewfest King, Jeff Norman. Jeff, thank you again for having us out here. We really appreciate being a part of this and being able to talk to all these people and uh, just have a good time with everybody. So thanks you, thank you again. No, I think it's important. I think it's important uh, to have people like on the site who promote beer. And you guys promote it as good as anyone that I listen to. And uh, that's why you should be here. Yeah, and, I appreciate uh, the support. So, uh, so, yeah, I make the effort. I so just make the effort. How exciting is it to be back in person doing a real brew fest? It's been a real challenge over the last, you know, 18 plus months. So what's it like actually getting it together on site with real people outside again? It's like really cool. It, just, it felt like old times pulling this one together. It, you know, it was just like, here's all the things we have to do. And it might have been a little different for us because we didn't, we're like maybe one of the few people who didn't totally shut down last year. I mean, we did two events, yep, uh, which were important to Historic Ann Square and like the, uh, the uh, financial vitality of the organization. Sure. So, like, we planned last year. We just did something different. So now yep. to jump back to... Uh, you know, was the normal planning was there was sort of a comfort level about it. Okay, you know, yeah. I, I felt good about it, and uh, and we didn't jump back at one hundred percent. We probably jumped back at like eighty percent. You know, uh, we spaced out the breweries uh, because just from a perception standpoint, you know, the first year back, we want to be uh, cognizant of all the things that are still going on with COVID, yep. and uh, and we reduced our ticket sales and uh, but it still feels as full as ever <laughs> yeah it does it's crazy well just because at- of the less breweries and even though less people it's sort of like a ratio thing it like equals out yeah yeah it still feels very busy you guys did a great job putting together the the backyard cases it was a really inventive way to still have a, a, an event but there's nothing like being at the outdoor fest it's just so yeah. great to be back. No, absolutely. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that, with the, with the backyard fest, drinking those cases and um, sharing them. And you know, we, we had a, a you know handful of people we were just sharing them with and trying to you know figure out which ones we liked the most. And yeah, you know, and, and, and it was just a lot of fun. And quite cool. frankly, I don't think everyone can do that the way yeah. I was. I could do it just sure. because. Like today's the twenty fourth year of this festival, so wow. my relationship with breweries allowed me to ask them to step up yep. last year and they all stepped up yep i mean it was it was fantastic yeah, and that's awesome and the you know the, the brew fest kind of brew fest and then the twenty twenty one winter fest like sold out in sort of record time those cases sold out so it was great 
So we, is uh, Winterfest on the schedule? Yes. What, when is it? It's always the last Saturday in February. Last Saturday in February. I have awesome. no idea what that date is, but... Any idea when tickets go on sale? Uh, they usually... You know what? We've, all, we've, all, we've always had the tradition of putting them on sale Black Friday. Okay. <laughs> nice. It's a good idea. You know, it's like buy, buy someone a can of Winterfest ticket instead of a sweater or a tie. Or yeah, whatever. right? Yeah. Don't need another TV. That's how TV. I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We talked a little bit off of uh, off mic. What are some of your favorites here that you've uh, you've been trying here as you've been going around doing your work and maybe what? doing a little sampling? Well, you know, you get some new people. I mean, uh, during the concert, like Human Robot was just incredible. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was fan- that yeah, they were fantastic. Awesome. I actually really like my wife works in Lancaster, and we've been to Cartel a couple times, and their beers are really nice. They like do a really nice job. So, uh, I, I think I've just really enjoyed. It's hard to imagine after 24 years, but like the first time people. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And and but I just talked to them for the first time. That, that's pretty cool. The cartel I'd never, yeah. I never, I actually hadn't heard of them before. But it was nice that it, you know. I guess that's the purpose of an event like this, right? I mean, not not only to raise money for the historic society, but also you know for people that are craft beer fans to come out here and find a brewery that they didn't know existed. And you're like, oh, this is really good. Where are you guys? Oh, Lancaster. Like, I, I can't believe I didn't know about you. Maybe I can actually stop by or plan something around that trip, you know? Yeah, and that whole sort of generational thing of, like, you know, after a certain amount of time, not just my festival, but all festivals yep. become less important to someone incredibly established. Sure. And ultra important to someone who's, like, a first-year person who's, yep. like... We're going to be in front of 3,500 people. Like, yeah. we're in. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're all in for something like that. Yeah. So, so it, it, it just keeps rotating like that, and it's, uh, it's what keeps me interested. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure it's an incredible amount of work, but it's also got to be a lot of fun to watch all of that work pay off and see what's going on. No, absolutely. It's got to yeah, be a blast. Who are some of the new uh, breweries this year? Well, I, as I mentioned, Cartel, I, we've had Human Robot for the first time. Uh, boy, you put me on the spot. Is this, uh, this Animated's first year? Yes, it animated. is, actually. So you can probably help me with this list. How about Suburban? Uh, no, they've been here before. They've been here before. Uh, I know we saw Kirshner last oh, year. Oh, uh, First State? Oh, yeah, Delaware. First State. Yep. It's their first time. It might actually be all of March's first. I think they were at a winter fest, but this might be their first fall fest or nice. uh, kind of brew fest yep. in uh, Delaware as well. well. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and, and for sure it's uh, Midnight Oils first because they just got their distribution deal in Pennsylvania. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I cool. I don't think you could have asked for a better better day weather-wise. Oh. No. That's for certain. It's like fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's just great. Great weather. Well, Jeff, thank you again for everything. We appreciate it. We'll let you get back to your your... Uh, brew, what is it? The the king of Brewfest duties. Yeah, royal that's duties. Your title, right? I have to walk around with my mantra of two ounce pours. Yeah. two <laughs> ounce pours, two ounce pours. But yeah, but thank you again. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, and thanks, guys. You guys are the best. Uh, I really like you coming. Thank, thank you. you so much. How about a beer? All right, so we are back here with Craig from Wilmington Brew Works. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, gentlemen. How are you? Doing great. Very good. That's thank great. you. Thank you. So uh, we were just talking about it. Uh, our friend Dana, who um, just is always out at beer events, we see her all the time, was like, you guys have to talk to Wilmington Brew Works. They're fantastic. So uh, we're, fi- we're excited to finally get to talk to you. But um, tell us a little bit about Wilmington Brew Works. You know, where are you at? How long have you been around? Uh, well, fantastic. So we're on the north side of Wilmington, 202 and 95. We're just up the road from that exit. Oh, nice. We've been around for three years now. The building is pretty impressive. It was built in 1916 by Francis Irene DuPont. So it started out as a DuPont experimental station. Okay. Yeah, so it's got some nice. great history. There's yeah. Some, there's some uh, really great patents that were gained in that building. Uh, after that, it was, ball. Uh, let's see, uh, Atlas uh, Gunpowder. Uh, ball and grain blasting caps, uh, transitioned over to an electroplating company, and, oh, wow. then, and then we took over about three years ago. Nice. Very cool. So what's your background in brewing? My background in brewing is home brewing yep. with a bunch of supplemented education courses through Master Brewers Association of the Americas, uh, through Brewers Association, things, and, and significant amount of chemistry. Nice. Yeah, right? Yep. So uh, what's it been like um, you know, opening up your, is it your first spot, I assume? It would. 
honestly, this is my second brewery. Okay. The first one I sold and then put together a new team and uh, started Wilmington Brew Works. Nice. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's great to learn some lessons and then try to get those things right on the second go round. <laughs> I'm sure. That's <laughs> just, really cool. Just like marriage, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, hopefully not the second oh. time round, but, you know, it happens <laughs> for sure. So um, what did you guys bring here? What are we stepping on? Okay, so this is a Synaptic Solution, which is our lactose-free sour. And this one is, is made with five different citrus fruits. It's mm. grapefruit, tangerine, orange, lemon, and lime. A lot like Five Alive from when we were growing up as uh, kids. Oh, that's delicious. There's so much citrus. There's so much. It is a citrus bomb. Citrus yeah. bomb is a very good descriptor. It's not, like, overly sour, though. I think the... Um that citrus or something that's like slightly bitter just kind of helps cut it a little bit from being like a way too powerful sour but um it's got a ton of flavor i can i can taste all kinds of things going on in there fantastic man i'm glad to hear that yeah that's awesome that's exactly what we're trying to do <laughs> bring bring back a little bit of our uh, childhood you know a little bit of those uh those memories of uh of that frozen frozen concentrate coming out and, yeah right and a wonderful drink coming out of that that's, to, that's so funny you say that because I was just thinking that, that it almost reminds me of like a kid's drink or something like that. It, you know, it's got a little bit of that flavor going on in there. So it's um, like slightly nostalgic maybe at the same time of being a, a great beer. Absolutely. I oh, grew up awesome. in the early 80s. So, you know, my, yep. uh, my childhood was permeated with Five Alive and Tang. Yeah. <laughs> Five Alive's not on my radar at all. Like You said that and I kind of picked up that it was like a kind of drink, but like. I have no idea what it is. Oh, man. You know what? I, the middle of the country is really far behind. I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay. So maybe that's it's what still it out was. There. Yeah. <laughs> nice. it, it, may, it may still exist out there. Oh, that's funny. So, um, you know, I, I guess we're friends on Facebook, and I think I saw that you were out at Chris Stapleton last night. I was. And then you flipped around and came right back to a beer festival. That's, uh, that's some pretty intense weekend of activities going on. But how was the concert? The concert was fabulous. I love that guy. I, w- I would imagine that it's a great show. He's fantastic. You know, uh, I, I grew up out in Oklahoma, as I mentioned, so yeah. I grew up listening to Steve Ray Vaughan. Yeah. And I would say, you know, like, shy of the technical ability, Chris Stapleton just nails Steve Ray Vaughan. Yeah. It's fantastic. I could listen to that all day long. Yeah. No, it- it's... Definitely, like, uh, when, when that guy popped on the scene, or probably well after, because I'm so far behind on things, but when I discovered Chris Stapleton, I was like, wow, this guy is incredible. Just unique, but, um, I don't know, he's got, like, that old school, like, it's weird, because I feel like he's got a unique thing, but he's ultra-talented, um, but also just kind of has that, like, old soul, um, very, like, melodic, like, all of his songs just, like, make sense and feel like they're hits right off the bat. Absolutely. Well, do you know who discovered him? No. Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? I, I remember that they did a song together. Yeah. Like, I heard, like, yeah. uh, they did Tennessee Whiskey together. Yeah, but I, I, no, I didn't that. know that. Yeah, so Justin Timberlake allegedly discovered this guy. He uh, His wife invited him to play at uh, one of uh, Timberlake's parties. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's nuts, right? That's crazy. Right. What a world. You wouldn't expect that from... Uh, uh, boys to men. Who, who yeah, right. Yeah, like a boy band or whatever, uh, discovering somebody like that. That's really cool. What a neat story. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then the night before, so that was Friday night. The night before, we were at Best of Delaware. Okay, yeah. So we won Best of Delaware now two years in a row. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. There was. I, I remember seeing pictures of that, too. Yeah. I don't know why, like, for some reason, even though you and I haven't met really in person... I feel like you're always on my newsfeed one way or another. It's so funny that like I, I probably see your face more than most people, even though we haven't met. That's but no, fantastic. I did see something that was like um, Camden Waterfront, something like that. Well, that's the there. Delaware Waterfront. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's the algorithms, man. The algorithms. Yeah. They just know that I'm into beer, so like a you. guy that's got a brewery is just making it all work out. Like The internet, Mark Zuckerberg wants me to be to like have your beer. I think that's what's happening. It's well, working I'm, its way out. I'm glad we fulfilled yeah. that today. <laughs> we made it now, happen. <laughs> now, you guys missed out on the other stuff that we brought. We brought a uh, cherry vanilla Coke sour. Oh, we that's brought, cool. We brought a cherry berry sour as well. Nice. And then we had a uh, Lucky Charms marshmallow IPA. Wow. And all that stuff's just kicking. There was a lot of people over there. We I had, mean, there's a ton of people, but like you guys have been steady. We have had a solid line all day long. It was, it's fantastic to hear, hear these people. 
you know, a lot of people will step up. We brought a lot of sours, a lot of weird stuff today. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, that's not my bag. Get them to try just a just little bit of it. Oh, just try. Feel I feel like I'm up. having conversations with my kids. Yeah, try right. a little bit. If you yeah. don't like it, you <laughs> don't right. have to eat yeah. it. That's hilarious. That's awesome. What do you guys have going on at the brewery coming up here? You got any events coming up that you want people to uh, come and check out? We do. So one of the things that we've really had a good time doing is guided tastings. Mm. Um, we call them flights of discovery. Five beers. We usually pair it with a can release or something like that. Um, but what we like to do is we like to sit down with people, enjoy the experience of drinking beer together. You know, like that's why we all like craft beer. For sure. Uh, enjoy the experience of drinking beer together. I get to impart my feelings about the beer to them, my inspiration behind the beer, that type of thing. And I just think it's a fun night altogether. We get to meet the, I get to meet the patrons, have a little bit more time to talk to people than I typically yeah. do. I love that. I think um, an educated customer is going to be a much better customer. You know, they, they know a lot more, and the experience that they're having with the beer is that much more fulfilling or, like, a lot stronger their attachment to it once they have a backstory they know the person behind it i think that's such a smart move i really like the, the way that you do that uh i would love to have a um we got to get together let's stay in touch Absolutely. let's do a full show together oh, like yeah, a one hour be- thing we can come to you we can do it on online or something like that that'd be uh, great either way but i think it'd be a lot of fun i'd love to to you know get to go get to know you guys a lot more you know let's do that let's do a guided tasting That'd be awesome. We'll sit down. We'll, we'll drink five beers. Yeah. I'll tell you about why I do the beers. That would be so much fun. Why I do them the way I do them. Yeah. And we'll go from there. That'd why, be a blast. Why don't you come up with ideas like this, John? I know. <laughs> right? This is what I pay you for. I know. I know. <laughs> Wait, but, you get paid? <laughs> yeah, right? No. No. Craig, thank you so much for spending a couple minutes with us. Um, it's, it's an awesome event. I know uh, you guys are busy and, and everybody's got stuff to do, but thanks for breaking away for a couple minutes and hanging out with us, and l- let's stay in touch. Man, absolutely. I always have a great time talking to people. Awesome. Thanks yep. a lot, John. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Woo! All right, we are back. We are here with Adam from Cartel Brewing, and uh, Jeff Norman was just telling us that it is your first time at Brewfest. So uh, how's the experience going so far? It's great. Beautiful day. Uh, the best weather for this kind of an event because uh, we're pouring a lot of dark and rich. Uh, <laughs> you know, we do have some uh, light and refreshing stuff, too. We actually brought five beers. Nice. So, yeah. Well, tell us what you brought. Uh, so for the Connoisseur session, we did uh, a, a kind of a special beer to me. Uh, it's called Stowaway. Uh, it's the first homebrew I entered into a, a competition back in 2015. And it took first place, and I hadn't brewed Ooh. it since. And since then, obviously, we opened a brewery, and uh, the Lidditz Craft Beer Fest was the event that I won the competition at. Oh, uh, nice. So we brewed it full circle and served it as a commercial brewery uh, at our first festival. Um, went really well. So it's, it's brewed. It's a, it's a 10% imperial stout brewed with a passenger stowaway espresso blend. Uh, and then also dosed with espresso at kegging. So nice. It's a, it's a coffee, uh, it's a coffee bomb. Um, but you still taste the beer. I don't. I don't like overpowering the, the beer flavors. Sure. Um, and then we also brought a uh, more of a sessionable milk stout uh, blended with black walnut. Uh, that's a really popular flavor for us. Uh, so we we use that flavor uh, in a lot of our darker beers. Sounds good. Uh, we brought a goza blended with. Fresh pressed strawberry, lemon, and basil. So, um, two of my partners uh, co-founded a, a, a cold pressed juice company called Rejuice in Lancaster. Okay. Uh, so, when we do fruit, we actually press it fresh and blend it right into the fermenter. So, we don't really oh, do nice. the puree game. Um, sure. Uh, we took about 550 pounds of strawberries and pressed them into about 26 gallons of juice. Wow. Um, it's a lot of strawberries. It's a lot of strawberries, <laughs> uh, but it works really well. Uh, they ferment outright. Uh, and then, obviously, we pressed lemon and, and basil as well. Nice. Um, we also we brought an IPA. It's, it's kind of funny because it's like that's probably the least interesting beer that we brought. It was kind of... Sure. You know, everybody everybody brings IPAs. Um, I'm from New England. Like I, yep. I kind of grew up with with some of the folks you know near near like Treehouse and all that stuff. But uh, and then we also brought a saison that we brewed and blended with fresh 
peaches from Bennett Orchards in Delaware. Some of the best peaches, if you've never tried them, phenomenal peaches. Uh, oh, so wow. That's the other beer that we brought. And then, of course, I always like to bring, like, some secret menu beers. Um, we got some bottles. Like, what you're enjoying yeah. right now is yeah, not on the this? menu. This is a... Um, it was aged for a year in a, in a whiskey a bourbon barrel. Uh, it's a barley wine, uh, ringing in at 13.2%. Um, most of my home brewing uh, was a lot of barrel aging. Uh, I brewed 15-gallon batches, so I used uh, a lot of Dad's Hat 15-gallon barrel, uh, oh, yeah? barrels. Yeah, rye barrels. That's PA, right? Yeah, that's PA. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, and then we also brought a double milk stout. Um, mm mashed with waffle chips from a local sweet shop in Lancaster. Uh, it's not a pastry stout, so it's not like overly sweet. You just get some of that waffle and a little bit of cinnamon. Sure. Uh, and then we blended that on black walnut as well. We also did other variants uh, as well as just plain. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we do a lot of different blending at the taps, in the tanks, in the kegs, uh, just to kind of create multiple experiences with sure. one beer. Well, that's um, awesome. Yeah, a lot more than just uh, cranking out beers, experimenting having fun with different stuff. Yeah, that, um, that barley wine is fantastic. So where, where is Cartel Brewing? Cartel Brewing is on the north side of Lancaster City, uh, right near the Amtrak station. Okay. Um, right on the main artery, uh, Prince Street, uh, which goes right down into the city. So you could actually, there's a, a number of breweries you can hit just by staying on our street. Uh, so we kind of, we're at the northern point. So a lot of people that are doing like a brewery crawl, uh, some come right off the train station and then just walk down yeah. Bridge Street and they kind of find us first and then head all the way down. How long have you been around? We opened this year. Uh, we opened March 11th. Oh, wow. So brand new. Brand new. That's awesome. So how's it been so far um, being in that area? Uh, how have you guys been received? And, and also, um, how, do you, how difficult do you think it is, if difficult at all, to um, you know, enter into uh, what some people might call a crowded beer space? Yeah, so um, I, you know, uh, my background—I've followed craft beer for over twelve years. Uh, I've home brewed for over twelve years, and my background, uh, career-wise, is marketing. So I, I kind of followed the craft beer industry from a marketing standpoint for a number of years. And uh, honestly, I wasn't really interested in opening a brewery just because of the crowded space. But um, in recent years, it seems like the landscape's changed away from like regional highly distributed micro breweries to the local buy here you know buy fresh drink yep. fresh you know 100%. it was made 50 feet from where you're drinking it yep. uh, almost like the local coffee shop you know so that model seemed really uh, approachable uh, from a startup standpoint uh, so we started looking at planning and things probably about three years ago now okay um we moved into our space uh, March 1st of 2020, which yeah, is I, which is a wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Perfect. Two weeks away, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but we, we worked it out. We took our time. Um, we built the place out almost all ourselves. Wow. And um, had to do some fundraising because, you know, we had bank loans that literally were going to close and um, was reversed days before closing because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we made it work. Yep. Um, we took our time. Uh, we didn't rush opening. We took our time making beers. We opened with nine beers on tap, and they all got phenomenal reviews. Oh, great! Uh, which is amazing because uh, I know you know you start out, you're 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 making beers, you're learning how to scale. Yeah, to, to learning new, the system, absolutely. all that stuff for sure. Um, I I went into it thinking you know low expectations we're going to figure this out if something i've dumped more beer than than most so yeah, right you know if we had to dump some yeah I, I have no problem making that decision but i was happy with everything uh, that we opened with and um we haven't really had uh any mishaps so far oh so, that's awesome knock on wood yeah so uh what do you think a, a festival like this does for you guys or what do you what do you guys hope is going to happen you know is it just a, another way to get your name out there and let people know that you that you're out that way? Yeah, I approach festivals pretty strategically. I mean, we're, we, we were invited to a number of festivals this year, and we only ch chose to do three. Um, mostly, uh, I have a soft spot for festivals that are, that are um, you know, like charitable or fundraising or nonprofit, um, or out of the area. Like, Kennett Square is about an hour from, you know, our brew pub. So uh, it's nice to kind of introduce ourselves to people just a little bit out of our radius. Sure. Um, 
as far as the marketing component of it, I feel like it's not as much of a get your name out thing anymore. Okay. Um, I don't know. The, everybody's trying so many things. It's like it's like choice anxiety, and at, and at the end of the day, like. You know, somebody puts their glass out, they fill it, they walk away, they enjoy it, but they might not even have paid attention to who it yeah, was. Yeah, who it was. Right, sure. And then at, at, at some point, you've had a few beers. Yep. So your your ability to perceive things and, and make decisions and remember things gets yeah. a little, I don't know, I'm told it gets a little hazy after a few <laughs> beers. <laughs> it might. That's it what might. So, yeah, so um, that's why, like, if we do it, we try to, to bring our best, uh, be intentional about what we bring, uh, have conversations and engage with people, and then do, you know, have some secret beers behind the table to get people talking. And it always happens. You know, you get people that come over, and it turns into, like, a speakeasy. They're like, oh, hey, uh, uh, I'm told I have to ask for the yeah. black walnut. Or, yeah, you know, and, and it just opens up. It, it creates a way to be a little more memorable. Um, not, that, not that anybody else isn't. It's just kind of how I approach things. If we're going to do it... Uh, we're going to do it at you know, 110%. Yeah, as much I like as that a lot. Do you guys have anything going on at the uh, the tap room uh, coming up here that you want to plug? Sure. Um, well, we actually just uh, launched food uh, uh, the, technically last weekend, but this That's weekend exciting. was really. Yeah, so it, it, and that, it's kind of an important thing. People want food. You know, they come in. We, we would have pop ups and food trucks and stuff like that. Um, we didn't want to open with food just because. It's just one more thing to screw up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of mastered uh, our tap room when it sure. comes from the beer. Yep. And then we layer in food so that... Because grand opening's always, like, massively overcrowded. Yep. Uh, so if you add food to that, it just could be a nightmare. And we didn't want to do that to ourselves yeah. or to our customers. So um, one thing at a time. You know. Nice. Have you met Dana yet? I have not. Uh, she'll be up there. She'll find you. <laughs> yeah. She finds everyone. Awesome. Well, Adam, I really appreciate it. Let's uh, let's stay in touch. Let's try to do a uh, full episode together. I'd love to really dig into like the backstory, learn more about the brewery, um, all that stuff, and just you know do whatever we can to help spread the word. But uh, I, I would love to spend more time together. That'd be absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, you could reach me directly at the Cartel Brewing at Gmail. Uh, I I have access to. Uh, the, the PMs, DMs for our social accounts. So okay. if you hit me up on Insta or Facebook, it's going to be me or my partner. Okay. Uh, who will who will get that? Yeah, so. let's do that. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. for spending a couple minutes, man. Appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah. Thanks, All right. guys. All right, we are here with our DD for the evening, Sarah. What, what was it like driving the Might Be Brews crew down to Kennet Brewfest? It was the highlight of my day. <laughs> we also had to go down some pretty sketchy back roads, so that was fun. Yeah, it was for sure um, super sketch. Like, we were off-roading a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in that, in that Mitsubishi, we were fine. <laughs> right. Your fancy car. <laughs> my fancy safe car. We're hanging out with uh, Sean, obviously also. Sean, how's your day been so far? Uh, amazing. I think I'm the only one here that's a little tuned up right now. Yeah? But yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely feel a little a little buzz, but definitely not like it normally is. I feel like uh, we've been we've kept ourselves busy. You know so what happened today that doesn't normally happen? We actually put food in our bodies. Yeah, that's true. We did eat before. I've been drinking a lot of water, so trying to trying to do it the right way this time. Plus, I'm doing the birds game tomorrow, so I just got to make sure I'm like I don't want to be like too hurt and hungover to also try to enjoy myself there. But yeah. so, what would you guys say? Were the standouts? Um, you know, I think I think definitely Human Robot uh, was good. Brew Gentleman was fantastic. Um, you know, the stuff over there at Locust Lane. Uh, but what was your guys' favorites? Mine for sure. I, my favorite beer was Brew Gentleman. Human Robot overall just was really good. Um, they just don't miss. No, they're they're their money. So I know it's a bit repetitive, but. You know, I think we've all been on the same page on that one. Well, we haven't been repetitive on the show, so that's okay. <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Steve? Uh, like Sean said, the Brew Gentleman, uh, the winner of the Connoisseur Hour, uh, was a really nice beer. The a blended, what was it? The yeah, stout uh, barley wine blend. Seven. Seven. In uh, bourbon barrels and vanilla added and was everything I wanted from that kind of beer. 
um, human robot, the young pills they had on the little firkin over there was was excellent. Oh yeah, had a lot of nice Oktoberfest. Lots of people pouring Oktoberfest today. Yeah, and that's I'm, nice. I'm here for it. A lot of lederhosen as well. So lots of hosen, lots of kilts. We got some kilt action. Yeah, lots of kilts. Uh, it was good seeing you know friends that we haven't seen in a while. Like you know probably since the pandemic, we haven't seen Dana and Tom and John. Right. Um, getting to catch up with the guys at Levante was nice. So um, it was just good seeing people and um, got to see Dove over at uh, yeah. East Branch and Seth over there. People we haven't seen in a while. So I don't know. It was a fantastic day. Beautiful weather. Dylan was killing it with the music. The beers have been good. The food was good. Uh, lots of things to do. Good people. So I heard a rumor that Dylan actually set the main stage on fire. Oh, yeah, we did hear that. There was smoke coming out of the ant. His singing just (laughs) blew. He set it on fire. He's amazing. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to Winterfest already. This was so much fun to get back out here and do this again. So, like, I'm super excited for that and super pumped for uh, just all the new, like, relationships that we we made here. We got to meet a lot of really cool people, and hopefully we can, um, you know, expand on that and have some new shows absolutely and a uh, big thanks to jeff for having us out to uh to this event every time it's uh we're honored to be here and uh absolutely. we'll come here anytime he invites us for sure so uh thank you guys for driving us also being anytime such great friends but uh it, we had a blast and uh so yeah we're gonna wrap it up and uh, we'll see you guys next time